This story has been recorded at an Addictive Eaters Anonymous meeting in New Zealand. You can email us at contact at aeanz.org. The first of the month, it's a speaker meeting, and our speaker tonight is Kate. Thank you. Thanks, Joey. My name's Kate. I'm addicted to food. Hi, Kate. I'm not sure what I'm going to say. I hope I don't go on for ages. <laughs> Get my water out. Um, I think one of the things that I'm most grateful for um, is that um, the people who were here when I came here uh, were uncompromising in um, carrying the message to me that it was possible to have recovery from the obsession and the compulsion to eat, and um, and that for me that includes all other substances that I was using as well, um, and that's just my you know my experience um, because I know that I tried everything for the easier, softer way. And um, if it wasn't for those people who were just so strong in carrying the message and still are today, I wouldn't be off the food because I would have found an easier, softer way and I, thought, and I would have thought that that was good enough. And I wouldn't have the freedom that I have now and I just can't express that gratitude because I know I didn't have... Um, I didn't have the strength or um, I just I just couldn't have, I just couldn't I just couldn't do it. I was powerless. I am powerless. Um, so anyway when I came into I first um, I first found out about OA, uh, twelve step fellowship through the doctor, went to the doctor because I wanted to get the slimming pills because I was binging and vomiting and eating huge amounts of food um, and I had been doing that for quite a number of years. Um, I was also using exercise to control my weight and I was smoking and I was drinking and I was taking um, you know, recreational type drugs in the weekend, buying them off the street. I just thought about food all the time from the moment I woke up to the moment I went to bed and I was so ashamed of that and I tried to hide it and I used to think if I could just stop thinking about food all the time I wouldn't eat it and um, I just thought I was so weak and I really I just I did not like myself I couldn't trust myself I couldn't rely on myself I just was so frustrated and I tried these pills in the weekend, one weekend, and I didn't want to eat when I was eating them. And yet I was still happy, because if I wasn't eating, boy oh boy, I was not a nice person. And um, felt sorry for myself, and just was an awful pity party. Um, but anyway, I had these magic little pills that made me feel good, even though I wasn't eating, and um, gave me lots of energy. And 
they were supposed to make you lose weight and I thought if I could just get a regular supply of them. So I went to the doctor thinking in my mind, I'd tell her everything that I was doing and all the vomiting and that and she would think it's better for me to take the pills but she said to me, oh you need to go to OA and that's how I found, first found out about 12 step, um, the 12 steps um, and 12 step fellowships. But I didn't, I didn't start going to meetings at that time. I ended up coming to meetings regularly through a program for alcohol dependency um, through going to AA meetings. So I've run the gauntlet of 12-step fellowships, I suppose you could say. <laughs> and um, I do believe that the principles in those 12 steps um, is a program for recovery. You know, regardless of which particular fellowship I'm attending, I suppose. Um, that, that's, you know, um, my thinking today, anyway. <laughs> um, so, um, what I found was that I was coming to meetings and um, I had a sponsor and I was continuing to eat. Um, I had stopped drinking alcohol and taking drugs, but I was still eating and smoking, and I was still exercising and trying to control it myself, figuring out, trying to figure it out myself, um, because I just didn't want to give up that food. And, um, and that carried on for a number of years until I got to a point where I was just so sick and tired of the vomiting, I was so tired of it, and I stopped and I just got fat. And um, that was the first time in my life that I'd been genuinely overweight. And I started to feel the physical effects of the overeating which I'd never experienced before. And um, I was getting the night sweats and the dry mouth and the um, bloatedness and just headaches and just feeling really rotten and I can remember one morning waking up and going down to the dairy about seven o'clock buying all this food the same dairy owner that had told me off for buying too much food in his dairy at, at another time I bought, bought all this food went home had it all eaten by about half past seven and I, I hadn't even left the house for work yet, that was supposed to last me all day and I had the dry horrors and I felt sick and bloated again and the day hadn't even started and I, and I remember thinking, oh my god, how am I going to get through the day and the only solution that came into my mind was just to keep eating and, um, and that's what I did and at that, my sponsor had been saying to me um, Maybe you need to put down all substances. Maybe the reason that you're having trouble um, putting down the food is because you're still hanging on to the cigarettes. Maybe you need to just put down all substances, have one lot of pain, and just get it all over with. But I just couldn't do it. And um, I just didn't seem to have whatever it was, you know, the faith in this program, the faith in my sponsor, the faith in a higher power, whatever it was, I just didn't have it. And, um, and, but I was starting to feel so sick all the time and I, I suppose that being beaten into open-mindedness, 
you know, I started to think maybe she's right about the smokes. Maybe I am going to have to stop smoking, even though I was so scared because I, I knew I couldn't do it. So I started mucking around, wearing the patches and smoking, making sure I was going to feel sick, making sure the patches were strong enough they were going to work, doing all these crazy things. And I got it in my mind, if I could get three weeks up on a food plan without smoking, then um, that would prove to my sponsor and to myself that I was willing to get serious because my sponsor had said to me she'd been working with me for a number of years trying to help me and I was still eating and she'd said to me it's, I'm not going to stop sponsoring you but I think you should just go and get all the eating out of your system and when you're ready to get serious give me a call and because um, I never knew whether I was ready to get serious or not because every day was always going to be a new beginning um, but anyway, I thought, okay, if I can do that, that will prove to her and to myself that I'm willing to get serious. Anyway, I managed to get one day where I was not smoking and on a food plan, and I rang my sponsor, I think it was either that day, I think it was that night, and um, I just knew I couldn't do another day. And I rang her and, and I asked her if she would help me. And I said I didn't know if I was willing to be serious, but I did believe that she was right about the smoking. And would she allow me to use the patches to stop smoking? Because I didn't believe that I could stop smoking on my own. And she said to me that she would help me. And she said, if you think that's what you need to do, then at this point I'm willing to try anything. So we'll give it a go. But if you're going to use those patches, don't you don't make up your own program of how you want to do it. You you follow exactly the directions in the box according to what it says to do, as if it would be become part of your food plan. And I was working in a shop that sold these patches at the time, and I thought, yes, that she's right. You know, um, to buy them as a normal customer, no special staff discount and all that carry on, you know, just um, just clean. And um, so that's what I did. And so I take my sobriety from three months later when I came off those, that last patch and um, was able to, um, by the grace of God, um, live on a food <coughs> plan during that time as well. So at the end of that three months, I was living on a food plan without using any other substances. and. So even, even at that point, and, and my thinking is a little bit hazy, but I, I can remember I wasn't using anything, so it must have been after that point. I remember picking up the food again, because I was having my dinner one night, and um, I'd finished my dinner and put my knife and fork down, and I saw this little wee tiny slither of orange, just the tiniest little bit, and down and in my mouth without even thinking. No thought, nothing, just done so quick. And I just, my thinking, I just went mad in my thinking. Just panic, panic. And I rang somebody and that person said, get to a meeting. And um, I said, I've picked up the first one. I just felt that I had picked up the first one. And um, so, that, yeah, that did actually happen um, at some stage around that sort of time. And then the other thing that happened was I was in the bus exchange 
and I had just a terrible obsession in my mind, I'm going to eat, I'm going to eat. And whenever I had this, I always ended up eating. And I was really scared because I didn't think I was going to get through the day. I, I didn't think I was going to get home. And I saw somebody in the bus exchange that was part of the fellowship, and I told this person my self-pity, what I was in. Couldn't get out, you know, couldn't get out of myself and my thinking. And um, this person said to me, well, we all think like that. You know, it's hard for all of us. Just get your head on the pillow and don't pick up the first one. And where I'd always fought that in the past, I just thought, oh yeah, it just seems so simple. And it just was like such a relief. And it felt like the answer, whereas before it had never felt like the answer. And I was able to get through that day. And I'm sure the obsession would have carried on after that, but I don't remember it ever being that bad again after that time. That's the last time I remember really having that obsession. And um, exactly like it's talked about with other people, I guess it just faded out of my thinking. And so these days, I find that when I wake up in the morning, I'm not thinking about food. I have my meals and I don't go hungry. Um, I'm not overweight, I'm not underweight, I'm a normal weight. Um, I don't over-exercise, I don't need to. Um, I don't have to worry about whether my clothes are going to fit me in the wardrobe. Um, I'm not smoking or drinking alcohol or taking other um, drugs. Um, and so, to all intents and purposes in, in terms of the substances, um, by the grace of God, I, I believe that I, you know, I'm, so, I'm sober from the substances today. Um, I also think that this program, you know, the principles of the program are, a, um, are a, a way of life. It's not just about the substances. It's also about, um, you know, a way of an attitude. Like it's an attitude. My sponsor often says that to me, and. Um, and I don't always get that right, um, but I've been given lots, you know, lots and lots of blessings since I've been here. I can remember during all that time, I was so focused on the food and was I getting well or wasn't I getting well or you know, was this the right, you know, am I, am I, is this, is this it now? You know, am I going to stick to my food plan now? And just all of that for so many years, that all this time, all this money was building up in my bank account. I'd never had any money before I came in here. And um, every now and then I'd say to my sponsor, oh, do you think I should travel? She'd say, oh no, you just keep saving. And a bit time would go past and I'd say, oh, do you think I should buy a car? She'd say, no, 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 just keep saving. And, um, and then one day she said to me, I think you should buy a house. I was about fell off my chair <laughs> because I wasn't the sort of person that um, embraced responsibility. Um, and but it was very exciting, and um, so that's what happened. I did end up buying a house, and in actual fact, she said to me at that same time, "I think you need to get yourself a car," because we were going around every weekend looking at houses, and I think she was exhausted. <laughs> and um, so within two weeks, I had bought a house and a car, and um, so you know, responsibility starting to come into my life um, more. Um, before I, before I, you know, come into a stop 12-step program and 
um, started to, you know, follow a new way of living. I uh, couldn't stick to a job, and um, that was getting worse. I was starting to get fired, but um, you know, I had been, um, you know, as a result of getting well, I'd managed to be employed for several years on end, and. Um, so yeah, responsibility coming into my life, and um, and then also you know friendships and um, starting to be out in the world doing things a lot more. And um, I met a lovely man, and um, and you know got married, and um, you know so now I'm I'm living with with another person. And you know we have a home, and you know life is looking really quite different to when I came in here, and um, just so many wonderful things happening, and you know these all sound like material things, and they are, but you know still really precious, and um, but also the importance of this program continuing to you know practice the principles, um, it gets even more and more important. And I've never been a good sharer, and um, you know I have found that difficult. You know, living with another person after a long, long time of living on my own, and you know I've heard it here before. Other people say that they believe that you know they are with their partner more because of their partner's good behaviour or lovely personality than themselves, and I can totally relate to that because. I have a very, very patient husband who practices the principles of this program in his life. And I do believe that, um, you know, he has had a spiritual um, experience, a change in his personality at depth, um, from what I hear of, you know, stories of what it used to be like to what it's like now. And, um, and, and I have not always behaved well. I've had many, many tantrums. I've been very petty things, you know, because I haven't got my own way. And it's shown me, a, um, it's shown me a deeper appreciation of putting this program into my life. And um, so I got all up in my head about it because I thought I'd seen somebody here who had changed a lot as a result of having done another fourth and fifth step, and I thought that's what I need to do. You know, I'm not practicing, I'm not working the steps enough. I need to go back to the beginning. Okay, I'm not eating. You know, God is doing for me what I can't do for myself. Right, step four. Okay, get on, do another step four. Didn't talk about it or ask anybody. I did eventually talk to my sponsor about it. But 132 pages later, <laughs> my sponsor had said to me, I'll listen to another fifth step from you if there's something new that you need to talk about. There's something new. Well, there was nothing new. <laughs> and I tried to be as searching and fearless like I had never been before because by God I never ever want to do another one of these and I've got to change and this has got to be the time. And I really tried my hardest to scrape the bottom of the barrel and there was just nothing there. It was the same old, there was a few petty little things from the last one to now, but was really regurgitating the same sort of things. 
And, but there were no big revelations. There was nothing like that. And I said that to my sponsor. And she said, get rid. And I talked to another older member and she said, get rid. And so I emailed a priest. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought, well, if I just, I need to just make sure that I've done the fifth step before I put it to bed, because what if? I emailed this priest and then I, you know, the conscience, I can't go through with it without telling my sponsor, so I went back to her again, I said, what if I found a priest that was willing to, you know, because I don't want to put you through it, would that be acceptable? She said, get rid. So I emailed the priest who had not responded to my mm -hmm. first email. And I said, thank you very much, but I don't, I no longer need your services. So we're not going down that track. And really, my, my solutions always end up being self-focused. You know, when am I going to get that through my head that the solution is to get out of self, you know, to listen to somebody else. You know, I've always been a very secretive person and I'm going to do it on my own. And it's just that same pattern of behaviour again coming up. And... Um, you know, I'm so, so lucky to be here because where would I be without this program? You know, when, to the best of my ability, that's the sort of solution that I can come up with on my own. Um, so, step six, <laughs> you know, and step seven. Um, so it's about, you know, the scary steps because that's about me being responsible and okay, you know, you've got defects of character we all have. What are you going to do about it? Because God, you know, will help me if I ask for help. But I have to be willing to take the action. You know, it talks about doesn't render us white as snow without our being willing to do our bit sort of thing. And um, yeah, so you know, when they, when when that when those that feeling comes up where I just feel like I want to have a tantrum, you know, it's about um, finding another way to behave, you know, and, um, and you know, learning to, you know, just zip the lip, and, um, yeah, so I'm not, I'm not cured, I'm not cured, I'm a work in progress, um, but I just know that, um, I'm very, very grateful for the people that I see that are getting well, um, that just continue to inspire me. I want what I've got, and um, that I don't have to be perfect to have a seat in this room. And um, you know, if it's possible for me to have freedom from the disease of addiction, it's possible for anybody because it's not because I've done everything right that you know that I'm not eating today. Um, you know, I, I am you know have self will. Um, but I do believe that things will continue to get better if I just keep coming back. If that's all I can do is just keep coming back to these meetings and try my best to listen and put myself aside for an hour, um, you know, that there is hope. And I have so much to be grateful for. And, um, you know, I have these steps 
I have the literature, I have a sponsor, I have a fellowship that I'm a part of and you know, and I do believe that things will get better. So um, it's good to be here. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.